This is Kimberly Maley, and you are listening to The Football Pod, conveniently found at thefootballpod.com. It's Monday, November 6th, and if you're still not over the excitement of Saturday afternoon, then I have good news for you. Tonight, we're going to talk about everything that happened over the weekend. We're going to discuss how the college football playoff rankings will look when they come out tomorrow night, and we're going to look ahead to next week. Because believe it or not, next week is probably going to be even better than the last two weeks. It seems like it's separation Saturday every week now. So we're going to talk you through what to expect this week and beyond. I'm joined as usual by my co-host Sam Pierce. And we have a very special guest tonight. Here for the first time since August when he came on and previewed the college football season with us is Kevin Conboy. Kevin, welcome back to the Syracuse Technology Studio. Glad to be here. Thanks. Sam, it's a good thing Kevin's here, not just because he's our favorite college football expert, but also because you were out until three in the morning last night. So Mm. I'm a little worried about your ability to provide coherent analysis tonight. Kim, don't worry too much. I am ready to go. Okay, but staying out until 3 a.m. at your age is probably not very smart or necessary. So hopefully you can rally here. And I'm wondering, can you handle the sponsor read? Kim, I absolutely can. We are recording in Studio A at Syracuse Technologies like every week. They set up the studio for us. They manage recording and producing the podcast and even host our website. They really do it all and they can do it all for you guys and girls listening as well. If you're running a business of any size and you're sick of buying hardware or software or dealing with the headaches associated with software licensing, uh, managing website content, all of that, just bring in Syracuse Technologies. They're a certified Microsoft partner for a reason because they provide business and IT services up to Microsoft standards. And it's not just IT services. They provide all sorts of media and technology services for events like conferences, trade shows, even concerts. So whatever your technology requirements are, call Syracuse Technologies for the solutions or just head over head over excuse me to their website cusetech.com that's cusetech.com Sam I'm wondering can Syracuse Technologies cure hangovers oh Kim just just being here makes me feel great so uh so so I'll I'll be okay it's magic you walk in the door here you, you feel wonderful so let's uh let's go ahead and get on to some football Sounds good. Okay, guys, we're going to run the show just like last week. We'll get right into our Cam Sam segment, which means I have a lot of questions and you guys better have answers. Ready? We're ready. Ready. Okay. Let's start with last Saturday afternoon. There were a handful of good games at noon, and then in the 3.30 slot, there were more games than you could possibly keep up with. And they were also important to the college football playoff race. I think at one point there were eight must-see games all going on at once. So, guys, with so much to watch, which game were you most locked into? And was it because there was something happening that totally shocked you? Kevin, you can go first. Yeah, so, uh, you know, for me, you're right. It was hard to pick which game to watch, and the, and the remote got worn out as I was trying to flip, <laughs> flip through. Um, but the, the Michigan State Penn State game for me was was really interesting. Um, 
it was tough. It actually made it easier that there was a delay in the game because I was able to watch some of the other games in the meantime, which was kind of helpful. But at the end, you know, Penn State losing and then obviously Ohio State losing was just, to me, was was the story of the day because now, you know, we'll talk later about it, but what happens to the Big Ten? And and Penn State really missed out on an opportunity there to to kind of capitalize. So to me, that was the one that really stood out. Um. So, Kim, you're right about late afternoon last Saturday. That was amazing and overwhelming and a bit ridiculous all at once. Only the Bedlam game was ridiculous, but everything else was amazing. Um, I agree with Kevin. I I was really locked into that Michigan State-Penn State game. Also, the the, uh, Clemson and NC State. Mm -hmm. It was hard for me to take my eyes off that one. Um, Ohio State, I agree. That one is – that was clearly the most surprising Mm -hmm. – and I have no love for the Buckeyes, generally speaking, unless they're playing Michigan, then I root for them. But otherwise, you know, I'd normally be happy about the loss in Iowa City, but it's really bad for the Big Ten. And, you know, Kevin was saying we'll get into that more later. Um, but I wanted Wisconsin to get a shot at Ohio State as like a top four-ish team. Um, it, the Penn State game, the thing that sucks for them, uh, not that it's an excuse at, at all, uh, and I actually wrote about on the website how uh, is one of the few uh, <laughs> college games this week that I kind of nailed on the website that I just thought I expected them to come out flat. I expected them to be in a fight at one at kickoff. I think it was like a ten point spread in Penn State's favor at Michigan State. I thought that was crazy, um, but the delay, Kevin, from for people maybe that haven't played organized football. Um, for the road team, that really sucks, right? You you get all geared up, all your equipment. Mm-hmm. You might get taped up. You might have other injury things, the equipment, the trainers. To have to go back into the visitor's locker room and take all your gear off and sit there and hang out, um, and it's the visitor's locker room. You don't have all the accommodations you do at home. That sucks for Penn State. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and it, if you've ever seen some of these visiting locker rooms, even at these you know, Power 5 schools, they're the uh, they're basically like glorified high school locker rooms. <laughs> so you don't have all the creature comforts that you would at a home uh, home game. So going back in, getting retaped, you're getting tight. Any momentum that you might have had is is going to be lost um, mentally. I think it takes more of a toll on the visiting team. I agree. And so again, no excuse. Penn yeah. State had to deal with it just like Michigan State did yep. as well. Um, and and. You know, I think if you're truly a great team, you'll overcome these things. But uh, definitely was interesting to see that. Yeah, so so not a not a good afternoon for the Big Ten. Definitely not. Um, so we'd all agree there's a lot happening, and we probably haven't seen the end of the surprises and upsets. So that being the case, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that we could have a couple Power Five champions with two losses. Or who knows, maybe more. Someone like Stanford can still win the Pac-12 with three losses this year. And with all the chaos, that's the buzzword we have to say at least ten times chaos. tonight. Chaos? we to keep saying that. <laughs> right. okay. So nine more times. All right. Um, are the 2007 comparisons that we're starting to hear accurate? Sam, you can go first this time. And since your brain's a little slow tonight, I'm going to remind oh, you. That um, that was the year that LSU got into the BCS championship game with two losses. And to this day, the Tigers are still the only two-loss national champion in the BCS or college playoff era. 
Yeah, good point. Um, the comparisons will only be... I started hearing that over the weekend. And it, I mean, I guess it's great because it's 10 years later. And Kevin, remember how much fun 2007 was? It was. For it was, a lot of reasons. Yeah. It, was, it was fun I for a lot of reasons. College. because you Well, <laughs> we were not, but... Um, <laughs> The t- we had a very good year. Of t- that was a not a good year for Syracuse football, but we had no. a very fun year of tailgating, yep. and uh, and that was back in the day where almost all the games were at noon. <laughs> so we would go to tailgating at 9 a.m., and it was so much fun, and we'd go to the game, and generally they were getting blown out, and we'd leave like late third quarter-ish, something like that, and then we'd go out like on Tip Hill yep. and watch all the good games at 3.30, and it, was, it would just be like 9 a.m. till who knows when day. That was... It's a fun season. Um, Is that before the, kids? On the yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, way before kids. Um, on the field, uh, what I remember about that was just it, it was really more just the, those last two three weeks where everything fell apart, and then all of a sudden LSU gets in. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the year, right? That West Virginia lost to Pitt. Yep, backyard brawl. Um, so I think the comparison's only fair. If we if we have more uh, more craziness in the next couple of weeks, something like if Auburn were to beat Alabama and Georgia, right. you know, something crazy like yep. that. Otherwise, a little premature, but still fun to talk about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I really tried to think through all the scenarios where that that could happen, and certainly they're they're there and it could happen. But for us to say it will happen or um, try to prognosticate that, I, I don't think I can. Mm-hmm. But like Sam said, in, in the next week or two, is start to shake out some of these games. Like Auburn, for example, was the one I was thinking of too, because they get a shot at both top two teams. That could cause some problems. And um, you know, we're kind of seeing what's happening now in the Big Ten as an example of what potentially could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't. I just gut instinct. I think if if we have a two loss team in the playoffs, I'd be surprised. But then again, nothing surprises me. So. Looking back on it, the, the to, to another thing about Kim's question, the comparison, since it's BCS to the playoff, looking back on it, what was unbelievable is that it, it so much mattered on when you lost. So for LSU to to win late and West Virginia to lose, um, and then the BCS was, I think at that point, like, either two thirds or three quarters was based on just human polls, right? Like three polls. So it was that old crappy methodology of just, Oh, well you lost this week. So we must drop you eight slots. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else moves up because you lost. It, mm-hmm. It's just weird how it, right. like looking back on it, it was, I, I was, I was never totally anti BCS like some people, but looking back on it, um, I don't know the polls and the way they impacted the formula. I, I think I like it better with the committee now. Looking I agree. at your whole season rather than just that you happen to lose a game in November. Right. Yeah, I agree. You shouldn't be necessarily penalized if it's depending on the loss and obviously when it happens. But I think having this new setup or the newer setup is, is much better. Yeah. So like right before an election, if breaking news comes out, like we shouldn't really give that more weight than previous Someone Months, is still years. not over the 2016. <laughs> I was trying to think, election. has that ever happened? I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah. <sighs> well, all right. Let's follow up from the last question. It's fake right. news. <laughs> if we get a number of two lost Power Five champions, and then we have a total mess regarding who's in and who's out, 
how bad will the whining get for expanding the playoff to eight teams or do you disagree do you think that we should just expand to eight anyway and if so do you have a format or formula that would make for an easy expansion to eight teams um kevin you can start us off here yeah, so to answer the first part of your question, do I think that there will be a lot of whining? <laughs> There's whining every year. We see it in football. We see it in college basketball. And they have 68 teams. So, I mean, at what point do you yeah, do you cut yeah, it off, point. if you will? So, of course, they'll be whining. And that's fine. I mean, everybody wants to be in it. Um, do I think that the whining will lead to them expanding to eight? No, because I think that we've had whining every year. Mm-hmm. Going back to even before we had this, you know, the, the, the system that we have now, the one thing that if they do expand to eight, again, I don't think it'll be because of whining. I think it's going to be all about money. And so, mm-hmm. it, as usual, if you follow the money, you'll get to the reason of why they're expanding. More more TV, more advertisements. And I think in this environment that we're seeing now, especially look at the NFL, you know, viewership is down advertising is going to be down these new contracts are going to start to come up for espn for fox for the the major networks to renegotiate for college football for the nfl for college basketball viewership being down all around could potentially lead to and will probably lead to you know less value Mm -hmm. um so they're going to be looking for ways to kind of put money back in the pot if you will that makes a lot of sense for someone who you know doesn't really you know for me it's like uh it wouldn't matter to me if it went to eight teams. The only thing that I take into consideration, if it's eight teams instead of four, if you make the playoffs, you're not as elite, you know, as uh, no, one might not. think, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that makes a lot of sense, Kevin. Well, and, and if I can just add on one other thing I was thinking about is, you know, again, you look at basketball. You went from 32, then 64, now 68. I don't think you're adding anything by going to eight other than financial reasons. But – my thing is that, you know, the, what we love about college football, and it's so unique, is that every week is a playoff. And, yes, you can lose, and it depends maybe when you lose and who you lose to and what the conditions were, mm-hmm. home or away. But every week literally is a playoff. And I think that if you keep it at four, it just adds to the unique nature of college football. It makes it so special, and, and that's yeah. why I think so many of us love it. Yeah, And that's why – if you look at the viewership and things like that, which are very important, maybe you're not seeing as much of a downswing in college football as you are with the other major sports. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just my thought, but I think I'm fine with them staying at four. What do you um, think, Sam? I agree. I'm adamantly opposed to an 18 playoff. Um, I'm the only person I know that would like to see basketball um, go back to 32. I think that'd be a better tournament. Um even with all the so-called chaos that we might see this year, I think we'll have at least two teams at the top that are clearly deserving of going to the Final Four. Like I, I think Alabama, and we'll get into it later, but I think there'll be at least two that are absolutely deserving. Could be Notre Dame, could be Clemson, I mean, maybe even Miami, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, I think we'll have a couple that are absolutely deserving of being there. So I think this sucks if you make an undefeated Power Five champion play... Um, I guess it would be like a wild card, two-loss Big 12 team. Like like if Alabama makes the Final Four, or let's say it's Georgia or Clemson, whoever that one seed is mm-hmm. and two seed, they don't need to play shitty seven and eight seeds that, like you said, every week's a playoff and they got their chances. Mm-hmm. And if you're Ohio State and you lost to Oklahoma and you got blown up by Iowa, you don't – Alabama shouldn't have to play you. Right. Um, so just from a – 
so I'm kind of trying to build on Kevin's point that the regular season is so great because the teams that have gotten to the final four, they've already proven themselves. I, I just don't think they should have to do it again. Um, it's the greatest regular season in sports, college football. It's and it's not close. No, uh, it, like as much as I love the NFL, I think you do. Kim does, yeah. but uh, regular season, there is no regular season as good as college football. It is no. hands down the best. So I agree with everything you said that it's the scarcity and the of the playoff spots and the the urgency of every week. Um, here's where I am going to disagree with you. Okay, on the expansion and following the money. And you brought it up. Deals are coming up, um, and they're going to expire. And who knows? We're about to get. It's about to get really interesting with uh, who's bidding on this. Is it just the traditional TV networks? Is it just the sports cable networks, right. or is it um, technology? Right. Streaming. Yep. With with so many unknowns, though, because I'm not sure that Netflix and Amazon and whoever are going to start bidding on college football. Right. With some unknowns and with ESPN struggling financially, I, I, like we might have hit like a sports rights bubble. Clay Travis has talked about this a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, I actually think that they might say we've got it really good how it is, and let's. Let, it, it might be one of those situations where they say the best decision is to do nothing. I, I just think there's a lot of – I think NFL, even NFL, college football, I'm, I'm interested to see can people just pe- keep paying the money they pay. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm, not sh- I'm, I'm just not sure that the answer will be let's expand to eight and then everybody makes more money. Um, so who gets to decide? Well, it'll, Kevin pointed out all these deals are going to come up and then once a deal's up, whether it's ESPN with the Big Ten or now Fox owns some Big Ten rights and – when the deal comes up, then you get the different stations uh, competing mm-hmm. and bidding on the rights to air that, and I- I'm just I'm just not sure that there's as much money out there for bidding wars as some of the conferences may think or be wishfully thinking, you know, hoping for. I agree. Yeah, I, I think there's no doubt the bubble is happening now. I can't see this next round being. Like you the know. Big Twelve screwed. Yeah, totally. I mean, totally screwed. No, no, nobody wants it. Um, it's actually I shouldn't say that. Let's see where Texas is. You know, three years from now. But, but if they're not in the Big Twelve, then <laughs> well, yeah, <that> too. <laughs> but you know, think about the ACC for us locally. Their new network, the ACC network. Is that network, even going to happen though? It it, it probably is. Uh, I'm from what I've read, it's more towards will than not. Okay. But, I mean, what a horrible time to be coming into the market with your your conference network. I mean, really, who will want that? Even though mm-hmm. you have good sports, you have good football, you have good basketball yeah. and other sports too. But, you know, the Big Ten Network is clearly the, the bell cow, and they've done it well. They were first to market. But this next go-around, they had I can't ESPN see. by the balls they in, did. in negotiations because of that, and Jim Delaney did an unbelievable he's, job. He's a master of negotiations. that's a sensitive spot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to be. Yeah. He, you don't. He, he had him. He had him good. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of people will do a lot of things if you have them by that. But uh, yeah. So I just think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this next go around. But I think you're right. Um, and your point about four versus eight. I agree. I want to stay at four. 
it wouldn't surprise me either way. No, uh, I really I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I think yeah. I'm partly trying to talk myself into why it'll stay at four. Yeah. Um, but I'm afraid it will be eight because that's just what has happened in this country. Anything that's good over the last like, no, yeah. 50 years, well, just more, more, more. Yeah, they'll start handing out orange slices at halftime. And... <laughs> um, yeah. the, the intrigue of who gets in and who gets left out at four is perfect. There were, when, um, in recent years, uh, before, uh, before Kimberly and Maley's time following so closely, I, I would say like 2004 with Auburn is a good example, right? Yep. In 2004, you could say, we absolutely should have had a four-team playoff. And there, there were a few other that, – that one is, the, I think, the best case because mm-hmm. you've got an undefeated Power Five left out. But th- there have been a few examples of, wow, two wasn't enough and we needed four. I just don't think we're going to have examples. We needed a ninth mm-hmm. team. I mean, it's, no. just gar- it's just garbage. And the day after the college basketball comes out and all these losers like Dick Vitale are on complaining about, you know, crying about who – like which 500 – Missouri Valley yeah. basketball team got left out. It's yeah. like, give me a break. Like, who cares? And who cares? Mm-hmm. So I just college football is special. The fourteen playoff is special. I love it. I just that, so I'm I'm trying to talk myself into well, why they a, would keep it at four. And so to your point though, you know, if, if you want the most important thing to them is viewership, right? They need mm-hmm. they need interest. People need to be talking about it. They need people watching it. If you're at four, you're guaranteed that the drama will be starting to happen pretty quickly yeah. and then obviously building throughout the season to where we'll have a day like we did on Saturday where people like us are just going crazy with watching as many games as possible. We're trying to consume as much as we can. And the, and the week before was great. And this, like Kim said, this coming week might be even better. It, yeah. It, it's three weeks of essentially playoffs plus more to come. Like the next – really the next – Yeah. So the next th- four, three, yeah. four weeks, whatever. And then, and then people are talking about it on the Sports Talk Radio on Monday morning. Yeah. You know, I mean, the phones are, phone lines are blowing up all over the country talking about college football, talking about, hey, this should happen or that should happen or this team got screwed. I mean, you need that buzz. If it's own, if it's expanded to eight, you might get you might get better ratings because it's eight, and then you kind of ensure that you have the whole country included if it goes to eight. But it's a trade off because I, I, right. I see what you're saying. You lose the October November specialness, and then it's going to become like college basketball a little bit where. Because I know I, I just, other than watching my school and my wife loves Syracuse, so we watch every Syracuse game, but I, was, I don't give a shit about college basketball until March. Right. Or in, or until like the last week of, whenever the conference tournaments yeah. are, then I care. And I think some of that will settle into college football if they expand to eight. That, mm-hmm. oh, the college football playoffs really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let, I'll start paying attention then, you know, at the mm-hmm. week of conference championships. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. that and that sucks. Yeah. And I'll, you know, I mean, it, it's, I, I think we've hit on all the reasons. <laughs> okay. Know, Kim, you're probably yeah. like, guys, yeah, Kim, shut up. Right, so, you're, you're, let's talk about the one conference that we all expect to get at least one team into the existing playoff this year, and that's the SEC. So, both Georgia and Alabama, they won this past week, but neither ran away with their game. So, this first question is, in spite of them each letting their legitimate SEC opponents stick around, were you more impressed with one or the other? I'll go first. Um, I'm glad you said legitimate SEC opponents. I think sometimes that gets lost in the reaction. Six and two South Carolina coming to town for a rivalry game is a good win for Georgia. Right. Um, so you you know you beat that team by two touchdowns. That's pretty darn good. 
Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Georgia was more impressive this week for me, and a big part of it is because of what happened five days before, that, hey, you're number one, (laughs) and how many times have we seen it, whether it was BCS, whether it's the college football playoff, that someone who's not used to being there goes out and lays, lays an egg. So I wanted, if I'm a Georgia fan, I wanted them to come out focused. Um, Kirby, there was a lot made about Kirby Smart being <laughs> aggressive with the onside kick. Um, they did all of that, and they win by two touchdowns. And for a team that's not exactly used to being there, um, I think I think they they held serve. I was impressed. Yeah, I agree. And that was the one I had to LSU Alabama. LSU is. Again, you know, they creep their way back into the top 25, but they're just not the LSU team that we've, you know, seen over the years. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't find that to be as special. And quite frankly, they Alabama's dominated them over the years anyway. Um, for the most since, part. Ever since 9 to 6, right? Yeah, exactly. The game of the century. Um, Georgia definitely was impressive coming off the win that you talked about versus Florida. And then with a game at Auburn following, yeah, you know, coming up this week. It would be easy for them to fall into the trap of that's know, a good point. South Carolina. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. Yeah, South Carolina is a they're a good team, but they I don't think they, um, you know, I could see where they could fall asleep on on uh, yeah. a team like South Carolina. They didn't. They they won the game, very un-Georgia like to uh, to win a big game like that uh, in a game where you might think they might stumble. So that was it for me too, for a lot of the same reasons you said. So um, the Bulldogs clinch the SEC East now, and mm-hmm. is that right? Thanks to yes. Old Miss. I didn't even. I didn't even, Kentucky. I didn't even look at that. Yeah, but that sounds yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So way to go for them. Well, were there any warning signs from either team? Like, is there anything that an Alabama or a Georgia fan should be concerned with that might have come to light on Saturday? Um, you know, for me, Alabama. It, they don't seem to be as complete of a team, and I know that sounds crazy. Look at the the scores of some of their games. I I would be concerned if I was an Alabama fan with a team being able to to shut down the running game because I I still have not bought in on Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. He's a great athlete. I mean, clearly he's won just about every game he's played. Yeah. Uh, but that is a concern for me, and I watched the A and M game when they yep. struggled. Um, and then they struggled. The AM game, they struggled to put them away. They struggled and now to put them away. AM's yeah. not that good, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And th- and they they struggled with. Um, there was a game a couple weeks ago, and it's eluding me for some reason. But they let a team hang around. Um, oh, there was it must have been AM. Yeah, AM. Yeah, I think it, that was the game. Okay, so I don't know that that would concern me because AM is nothing special. Um, that that's uh, Georgia is impressive, and I know we're gonna get into this too. But beginning of the season when we were talking about them, I just thought, yeah. hey, yeah, we they'll wrote, win we, eight oh, nine we, games. We wrote them off. I know, <laughs> but hey, they're 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 just impressive all around. Um, so it's hard to find weaknesses where there may not be as much yeah. certainly because there's clearly these are the two best teams in the country. It's just I, I agree. Not even close from what we yeah from what we've seen. But there is Clemson's. If Clemson can stay healthy, yes, I agree. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, I think that would be the only thing, and that might be nitpicking a little bit because I'm not sure anybody really can stop the run. <laughs> well, has, I but. so I so I'm glad you said that. I Kim, I have a couple stats. Okay, okay. I love stats. So if I had to pick something that worries me, it's and the stats are based on what I watched in the game, but I 
actually did research to make sure I saw the right thing. So if I had to pick one thing, and Kevin used the right word, nitpicking, but it would be Alabama's somewhat stagnant offense. So they were actually outgained by LSU on Saturday night. Um, Alabama only averaged for the game 3.2 yards per carry as a team. Not one of the backs were over four yards a carry on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes Jalen Hurts, if you if you include him as well. Um, so, they, so if they get into like a brutal slugfest kind of game with, say, Georgia, or maybe even someone like Notre Dame, Kevin, this year, mm-hmm. that will match up with them at the line of scrimmage, and like you said, shut down the run, um, then can we trust Alabama's offense? Kevin made a great point. Concerns over their passing game. And one thing that I'd like to see them do is to get the ball to Calvin Ridley more one way or another. Um, if they can't do it solely through the air, because he seems to always be running open on these deep, like skinny posts and <laughs> and routes. And if, but you, I, I went and looked at his touches for the year, and he's explosive. They need to get him the ball. Um, he he can't have like three touches. I think it needs to be more. And whether they have to do some bubble screens or run some jet sweeps or even fake jets. I, I love the fake jet right. sweeps. Like, um, to, just to use him as a decoy a little bit. Um, I just would like to see him more involved. And uh, that, you know, that worries me a little bit. I think the less that they get him involved, they're potentially hurting themselves right. in a big game late. Mm-hmm. So. Again, kind of nitpicking, but that was the, the fact that they, as a team, couldn't uh, run for four yards a carry, closer to three than four mm-hmm. on Saturday night. That's not good. Stats don't lie. Yeah, they can right. be manipulated, but they don't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both of these teams, they still have Auburn, and both games are at Auburn. So, like Kevin said, um, Georgia goes to Auburn this coming week, um, and we have... Alabama going to Auburn Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, yeah. So Georgia also has to finish the regular season at Georgia Tech, by the way. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering what you guys expect. Alabama, Georgia, both or neither to show up 12-0 in Atlanta for the SEC championship. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah. uh, This one really gave me pause because this is a good question Kim I love it <laughs> so at Auburn so let's say you know Georgia wins this weekend that's now leaving Auburn you know they're gonna end up playing Alabama really with nothing on their end potentially to play for necessarily but that game every year especially at Auburn and we've seen some classics there absolutely if it's, I mean, I feel like if it's going to happen, this is going to be the year. My gut is just telling me one of these teams is going to show up not undefeated to the championship game, and it's going to be because of Auburn. Mm-hmm. My gut, if you told me that I have to pick a team, it's going to be Alabama. Interesting. So that's I'm just throwing it out now, there. Well, well, wait, this is really interesting because if Alabama doesn't show up undefeated, they might not be showing up. Well, I think they're still going to. Because if Georgia beats Auburn, then okay, yeah, then Alabama can afford right. to lose right. the Iron Bowl, exactly. and they're still going. Yep. Ah, that's my interesting. Scenario. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that Georgia Tech game, don't sleep on that either, because absolutely no, I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad Kim kind of by the way that they have that going on as well. Because I had made notes of of who some of these teams were were having left at the end, and, and Georgia Tech stood out again. I mean, that's one of those games where Georgia could beat them by two touchdowns, or they could 
lose by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could see it happening either way. Um, but if we're making, you know, s- slight predictions here, I just feel like Bama, this could be one of those years where they go in and lose to Auburn. But Georgia will beat Auburn, so that means Alabama still will be in the title game. I'm going to go opposite of Kevin here. I'm going to okay. say that I trust Alabama to get there unscathed, and I think Georgia with the combination of at Auburn, at Georgia Tech, I think Georgia's the one that gets knocked, okay. gets knocked off once. Okay. See, I'm putting unmitigating faith in Georgia, which is always a mistake. So I'm sure it'll come back. Do you remember the? Um, <laughs> do you remember two years ago the the 2015 Alabama at Georgia mm-hmm. and the hype around that game? And so Claire and I were at um, my really good friend Justin's wedding in Laguna Beach, California, and we're right on the Pacific Ocean, and it was it was the coolest place we've ever stayed, I think. And Claire's like, and the wedding wasn't till night, so I was so excited that yeah. I could watch the Georgia uh, Alabama game. And Claire's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, we're right on – I can hear the ocean, and yeah. you want to be in the hotel room watching this game. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, this year, Georgia right. is for real, and they get Alabama at home, and everything's lined up. And, you know, by halftime, it, it was over. And um, – or uh, – I take that back. Third quarter. Third quarter, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a new coach, and it's a new era for Georgia, but I just have games like that in the back of my mind that – um, oh, that yeah. I'm always that I'm always on the lookout for with Georgia. So I, I agree. agree. Like I agree. I'm just gonna go. I'm. This is me going out on a limb, doing the opposite of what okay. maybe people think. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Very good. So the SEC will be interesting as usual. Yep. Before we move on, this is a side question, which I shouldn't ask because Sam will ramble for a while. But the Guilty. SEC title game is the best of all of the conferences, right? Oh. The, the on championship Saturday, yeah, the SEC game is okay. by far. Well, Kevin, do you agree with me? Uh, I, I do, and then I don't because yes, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not going to ramble. I promise. You can. Um, it's a podcast. I know, but <laughs> most times it is, and there's been some real crappy games too. The Big Ten to me has had some a pretty amazing games over the years as well. There's is new. It's new. So I I Do you feel like when we were I get Kitty Hoynes for the first one, the Wisconsin Michigan State, the Russell Wilson oh my year gosh, for yeah. Mary Kate's birthday. Yeah, that was, that was a good. really fun one. Yeah, so I mean, to me, from an entertainment value, which is obviously what it's all about, I, I gotta say that sometimes they're neck and neck. We've okay. had some pretty shitty SEC championships. Okay, re- re- I'll, re- I'll take that. Recently, I'll take, yeah. okay, well, recently, but, uh, but overall, no doubt. If you look at his- historically, yes, yes. Kim, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to ramble. Um, I won't. You're going to Kim. Watch Kim's face when I say this. I won't tell you the story of the 1992 first one ever. I was in eighth grade, and it was my friend Pat. We played high school football together. Like one of my good friend's birthday party. We were in eighth grade, and we're all sitting around watching the Alabama, Florida, the Antonio Langham. I one. thought you weren't going to ramble. I won't I tell. I wasn't going to tell us the story. But I won't going. tell you the whole story. <laughs> all I will say is that um, that. It's that game is like one of my I think just the the lead up to that game and them being the first one like you said and the tradition and and them starting it was one of those like sports I'll never forget where I was moments like watching that game and the way it ended and there's a really cool uh, have you ever seen on SEC Network 
um, Claire and I watched this like not too long ago. There's like an hour long documentary, and it's hosted by Dylan McKay from 90210. Ooh. And about I'm that all game. Years. No. And uh, who's at the Florida quarterback was uh, Shane Matthews. Shane Matthews, yep. And um, and they have Langham and Shane Matthews, and they go to they go film the the documentary. They bring all these guys from both teams back, and they do the documentary at Legion Field. Oh, okay. And it's just. It's just so cool. And oh, is that the one when they go out and recreate it? Like yeah, they yeah, go yeah. Out, like <laughs> yeah. I have seen that. I it's, have. It's pretty yeah. cool. Like yeah, yeah. it was, it, and uh, so I think that history and just being the age we were in the '90s, and there were no conference championships, and all of a sudden the SEC is like we're having one. Mm-hmm. You're right. The last couple of years have not been good. Um, not competitive games, but it's is it my all time favorite? Absolutely. Oh, it's my all-time favorite too. I guess the question could be looked at either way. Is okay. it you're talking about yeah. year in year out, or historically, or whatever? And I also yeah. love that they do it in the three thirty time slot. Yeah, that like I just think that's so cool that they're not that they're not beholden to. Yes. We must have the game at eight p.m. Yeah, I and I hey, you know what I don't know? Um, I, one of you guys might know. Do when's the Big Twelve one? Do we know? Uh. No, I hope. I really hope they don't do theirs at like 8 p.m. and have the Big Ten and ACC and Big 12 all at the same time. That will ruin, not ruin. They'll make that Saturday not as much fun if all three are at the same time. Right. Like I really hope they do. Like you know, it'd be awesome is if they did it at noon or one, something like that. Yeah. That would be really cool. All right, sorry, Kim. Not seeing it. You specifically told me not to ramble, and I. All right. Well, now let's go out west. Okay. Not physically. But conversation-wise, way out west to the Pac-12. And a few weeks ago, Washington lost a game. They shouldn't have lost to Arizona State. But otherwise, they have a perfect record. Yeah, they're very quietly 8-1. and one, And they didn't get a very good ranking in the initial CFP rankings. But now other teams are losing games. Hmm. So can the Huskies win out, including the Pac-12 title game, could they get to 12-1 and one, um, and be a sure thing for the playoff? Uh, Kevin? You wanna... Yeah, I'll, I'll start it. So I look at their schedule. So the next three weeks, they play at Stanford. They play – That's Friday night game. Yep. They play a tough, sometimes tough Utah team at home. And then they are at – or no, they're hosting Washington State. I – Agree that Washington is a good team. I think if they, even if they finish out the year at 12 and 1 with a win over, you would assume, USC, as long as. It would have to be USC. It would have to. It would would be, yeah. It it would be, and it would have to be for their playoff chance. Exactly. Okay. Um, I, I think if things hold serve the way that the top four looks today, or will look this week, it's still going to be hard for them to overcome even at that record, in my opinion. Now, the question is, do I think that they'll be 12-1? and 1? And I don't. Really? Hmm. I see Stanford and Washington State and potentially USC all as potential losses. Not that they'll lose all three, but one of them, I could see them losing. Washington, Washington State sucks on the road. Now, hopefully in Washington, it's not that it's, far of a trip, and, yeah. they, and it's a rivalry game, and they play it's well. It's the record, but looks out, Sam, as they say, right? Yeah, yeah. But, Love that. but for some reason, Washington State this year, I don't get it how they could be some of these road games. They are so bad, but they're really good at home. But like you said, this isn't really 
too much of a road game for them. It's yeah. not far. And and you know Mike Leach, you just know he's going to have some crazy scheme concocted that he he would love nothing more than yeah. to ruin put the <laughs> oh, finishing yeah. touch on this season. For... And, and and that game could be for the division, right? Yeah. Well, like if Washington gets past Stanford, then right. Washington Washington State will both have won Stanford. It would be they'd both only have the two losses. Yeah. Or well, one well, loss and then Washington yeah. potentially two if they the lost. The tiebreaker. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay, so here's a follow-up question. Is Washington the Pac-12's only hope, or is a two-loss USC um, a as Pac-12 champion still have a shot? Well, I just said Washington, even at 12-1, and may not make it. There's no way USC is going to make it with two losses, in my opinion, for okay. the reasons I If things hold serve, I don't see them getting in. Okay. Kevin is 99, no, 96% right. There's a chance. Well, of so course there's like, a chance, there's but we're chance. making predictions. Okay, right. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, I, hmm. USC's not, actually, no, Kevin's 100% right, because USC's just not been impressive uh, uh, enough this year. So, okay. you know, they're not, they, they would be, I was going to lay out some convoluted scenario in mm-hmm. which we have, like, maybe other than the SEC, like all two lost champions and Notre Dame loses again and they're at two and then somehow, but no, Kevin's right. Never mind. Okay, so it'd have to be a miracle. Yeah, nor it's, would I want to see them because okay. they're unwatchable. Quite they're, no, they're, <laughs> the game, their games are not uh, very, they're just, it's disappointing, it to is. be honest. I don't um, even like watching You and I, we're going to talk about our futures later, I think, yep. and you and I both, I think, took the under on them at ten and a half and we've, that that one is looks, done. Looks good, yeah. So, yep. okay. all right, Kim. So let's work our way back across the country, and let's talk about Big Twelve. The Bedlam game was fun to watch, or was it? Do you guys enjoy these Big Twelve shootouts, or do you get sick of repeated um, fifty-yard touchdowns and Gus Johnson screaming? Ooh, I like that Kim picks up on Gus Johnson screaming. Um, Gus is probably what makes it most bearable for me, actually. I, I really like that Fox team, and uh, I've liked Gus forever. But it's but it makes it not uh, – when it's every other play and Gus Johnson's going nuts, then it's not the same. We were talking about scarcity of the playoff spots earlier. I only want Gus Johnson making those play calls when it's uh, deserved and, and not every other down. So uh, I – I'm officially not a fan of these Big 12 offenses. I actually think the Iowa State TCU game was the best one in that conference this year um, since they actually, you know, we saw two well-coached teams, defenses prepared. Um, I, I would much rather watch 14-7. to 7. I know I'm probably in, not with you, but overall you and I, I'm guessing, are in the minority that everybody loves these 50-point games, but I'm not one of them. Yeah, so I, I'm torn because Oklahoma State – is a team that has always been kind of on the fringe. They're never quite – I don't think they'll really ever win a national championship. They're they're always decent. But this offense that they run, is a, it's propelled them to where they kind of have been in the last decade or so. So we have a coach here in Syracuse who is trying to do the same thing. And I would love to see us be like an Oklahoma State because for us that would be amazing for Syracuse Mm -hmm. because that's the only way we're truly going to be overall competitive is by by being like Oklahoma State as the example running that kind of offense scoring points at at will if you you know if you will hopefully playing some defense along the way yeah 
So from a Syracuse standpoint, it's I struggle with this because I would love to get to the point where we're playing in games like that and okay. competing at that level. But I despise with a passion these kind of games. Mm-hmm. I, I can't stay I don't even like watching the Big Twelve. I only watch it because I want to keep up with what's going on in college football. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's terrible. And I totally agree. I even wrote down Gus Johnson because I do love him. <laughs> but I'm sure he must hate it because his voice is shot by the second quarter. Well, then it's just not as cool when Gus Johnson's making those play calls every no. other play. Um, it's not special. No. Uh, I really hope TCU beats Oklahoma mm-hmm. next week. Um, T- even It's weird because I should hate TCU because they beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl many years ago, and I usually don't get over those things. Like It took me so many years to not hate the Ravens after they beat the Giants in the Super Bowl in 2000. I'm just getting over that. So I should not like TCU, but I do. I think they're my favorite Big 12 team, and I know we're going to pick games later, so I won't get into it too much, but I like that TCU um, plays defense. I like Gary Patterson a lot, and I am not smart for picking Texas against TCU last week. And maybe TCU is the team I'd like Syracuse to be more than Oklahoma State, actually, now that you brought it up. They play mm-hmm. defense, TCU too. Has, the, has, has the quarterback. And yep. they have the offense, and they can get into these games, but you can at least rely on their defense to make some stops. Yeah, and, Ter- and Gary Patterson, Ryan's, you know, he's kind of like Babers in that he could go somewhere else if Babers, let's say Babers gets to that level. Yeah. But he hasn't. He's stuck around. Yeah. And he's built he something loves so special. He loves it there and the, the facilities that they've built because of him. Um, that's a, that actually they're, they're is a even more of a They're a power five team because of him. Exactly. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a team sport. It's a program. But, like, if there's one man – he, he, he is most deserving of the credit for transitioning them to becoming a Power 5 program. And they're actually similar to Syracuse because if you look back at TCU's long football history, like Syracuse's, they were a national power oh, back yeah. in the day, like we were. Yeah. And they've had little spurts like we have. But yeah, actually, they mirror us pretty similarly in that regard, and hopefully Babers can get them there. So TCU, yeah, we're gonna, I know we're going to talk more about them. Um, does Syracuse need to leave the ACC in order to like once they have the talent mm-hmm. do you think like changing out of the ACC would be no no, no. absolutely I mean, that, that, no. they have nowhere to go <laughs> yeah there's, they they have nowhere to years ago I'm, I'm talking back to those 2007 days when we yeah. spent a lot of time tailgating and talking about stuff and yeah. that was when they were in I affectionately refer to it as the big least um oh the big east yep um, but in football, it was the big least. And, <laughs> not um, always. Uh, not always. Uh, but we, you and I talked years ago um, at the Blarney Stone. I specifically remember a conversation we had about ACC or Big Ten. And we did all the pros and cons. And I would have been happy either way. Sure. I, I think if you if you get in, which was the only good thing the AD really, my opinion, did in that era – if you got into either of them, win-win. Oh, good. Yeah. G- great combo football-basketball conference, which is all that matters. Um, so, so no, I, I agree with Kevin. I, I think they're they're happy and, and good in the ACC. Yeah. But at the time, once upon a time, I would have mm-hmm. maybe argued for the Big Ten. Okay. And if, if for some ungodly reason the Big Ten came calling tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would be fine with that too. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the only conference, though. It, it, that would ever make sense for them okay. to leave. For. I'm I'm biased, obviously, but I think the Big Ten makes the the best long term business decisions. Oh, no doubt. Even in, even SEC football is better, but 
combination of both sports, long-term, good decisions, um, who gets invited to that conference. Only jump into conference expansion when you're talking about someone like Penn State or Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, Rutgers, there's reasons they're in there. Um, But for the most part, uh, really, really good decisions. Great decisions. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. So I'd be fine with just being a member there. Over a beer some other time, not today, I would love to debate the Big Ten football versus SEC because I actually disagree. Go ahead. All right. We're going to have to come back to that. (laughs) Well, I have an interesting Big 12 thought. Oh, okay. That I'm going to turn into a question Somehow for Somehow we got guys. off the Big 12 and on to um, SEC versus well, Big 10. because we hate the Big 12. All right, so, we'll talk. All right well, so what do you got Big 12-ish? With the Big 12 playing a title game this year, mm-hmm. is it possible that the extra comes back to haunt them? And regardless, the okay. mm-hmm. yeah, regardless of the outcome this particular year, did the Big 12 make the right move going back to a title game? Yeah. Well, the first part... Will it come back potentially to bite them? It could, and it would make me laugh so hard. <laughs> it would make me laugh did. just because it's the Big 12. Yeah, because they even when they try to do the right thing, they yeah. still screw up. Now, to answer your second question, no doubt they had to do it. Mm. And so I think this is the right move for them. I mean, you know, you, you want to you want to have parity as far as what competition you're, you're going to you know, throughout the season and playing, if, if someone else has to play a, a really tough game at the end of the year to get into the championship and you don't, then your team might get left out, you know, your, right. your conference mate. I think it's the right move, but again, nothing would surprise me with the Big 12 and nothing would make me happier than to see one of them just blow it. <laughs> Although again, I kind of like, you know, TCU, I, I can warm up to them, but. Nothing to add, I agree with everything Kevin <laughs> yeah. said. Wow. See, you love these Kevin. Answers. You should come back on more often. I like to keep it concise. <laughs> so let's let's go to the Big Ten. You talked about you know how great they are, maybe business wise, um, just a few minutes ago, and let's just get right to it. How screwed is the Big Ten conference right now? Oh, uh, very. Um, yeah, we talked about uh, Penn State and Ohio State both losing. Um, they're in a they're in a tough spot because um, th- their hope is down to just can Wisconsin get to thirteen or no, and that is their only hope right now, realistically, um, and that is a tough tough place to be because you ideally want to go into your championship game with a with like a twelve and zero Wisconsin since their schedule so weak this year. But if they could at least get there, twelve and zero, and Ohio State's eleven and one, or Penn State is eleven one, you know, then then you feel pretty good about okay, this is a win and win and you're in. It's it's a de facto playoff game. Yep. But now, uh, gosh, first of all, Wisconsin's next two weeks are really tough. Yeah, I was a little better than we thought. Michigan is not going to be <laughs> easy. So Wisconsin just to get to twelve and zero, um, pr- pretty rough. And then, uh, it, and then wouldn't it be the typical, you know, Ohio State thing to get hot, beat Michigan the last game of the year, roll Wisconsin right. in the Big 12 title game, and God, and it's like if you're an Ohio State fan, it's like you, you, you fucking idiots! Like right. how, how could you lose two games in the in the regular season with that talent? But so to answer Kim's direct question with my indirect answer, yeah, they're kind of screwed right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything. Royally screwed. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Is well, the bi- I, I so is the Big Ten a little overrated this year? Uh, so this is to the point I was gonna get to with the SEC thing. I what I love about the Big Ten is I think they have the best collection of coaches of any conference in the country. I think that, like every conference, there's ebbs and flows, of course. I think that the teams in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten are better than the teams in the middle of the pack in the SEC. So let's use Michigan State as kind of the, the team that we didn't think was going to do much this year. Right. Look at what they've done and what they still could do. And and what you know what's coming up for them, they obviously already beat Ohio State. Or I'm sorry, they play Ohio State this week. They, um, they you know they beat Penn State, so they're better than we thought. I think they're better than a lot of the middle of the pack SEC schools. That's just one example, but overrated is a hard one. Um, they might be a little overrated, but I do think they're a good conference. I just think they're beating each other up a little bit right now. But it's good teams that are doing it. It's not like there's major upsets. I mean, the Iowa thing was a shocker. Clearly. 34 points is a lot to lose by. Especially wasn't the spread um, by 16. It was, up to like, it was up to like 18 yeah. to kick off. I mean, I think I took Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I, yeah. I thought, oh, I I thought, thought Ohio State was going to blow them out. I forgot that Kirk Ferentz is Mr. November. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Kevin, how about this? With Iowa alive in the Big Ten West and Michigan State very much alive in mm-hmm. the Big Ten East, um, any, any predictions on who meets up in Indianapolis? Um. Well, that's that's pretty good. Um, I think so. Michigan State. I don't think. See, just because the Big Ten is going to screw this, they're going to screw themselves. I think Ohio State's going to win this weekend, and so they'll continue on. And I think they'll beat Michigan because I don't think Michigan can beat Ohio State right now. I, I'm going to say it's still going to be Ohio State, Wisconsin. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I. That's a very quick synopsis just off the top of my head, but I just don't see Iowa. Iowa would have to win out. I mean, they, they have three losses already in the conference. Yeah, so they would have to win out in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin would have to, have to lose, lose three. Yeah, and, and Wisconsin's one. not going to lose to Minnesota. No. I don't, well, I don't no, think. No, they're not. Um, you were, that, that was another one when we did our futures. I was uh, – I, I was – I, I I bought into a lot of Minnesota hype, and as we were doing the futures podcast, you talked me out of it. Thankfully, yeah, um, row the boat. So, <laughs> all right, Kim. All right, are we moving to another conference? We are, Kevin. Let's get to your favorite conference, the ACC. Actually, is it the ACC or the SEC? Good question, and I had a feeling this might be coming. Um, I am. Uh, I've always loved the SEC. And I just love everything about it, the passion, the, the pageantry. The teams, obviously, are very good for the most part, usually. Um, so, to me, the SEC, SEC still is the best, probably my favorite conference. I shouldn't say the best, but they're my favorite conference, okay. yes. Well, good. So, in the ACC on Saturday, Clemson held on to a win on the road. Um, was that Clemson's most impressive win of the season so far? And with them having a relatively healthy Kelly Bryan, are the Tigers the best one-loss team in the country right now? Do you want me to take that? 
I want you to take it, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> hey, now. Um, that was very impressive. We know NC State is a tough place to play. I think they're a good team, too. I mean, so it, it's a, it, was a, it was a tough win, hard-fought win, uh, tough environment. Um, you know, Kelly Bryant, clearly we know it makes a big deal because we saw what happened when he wasn't playing or not healthy for a half and then didn't play uh, the second half. So uh, do I think they're the best one-loss team um, you know, so they've had some good wins. This past weekend was one Auburn, who we know is a good team. That was another one. Um, you know, the Louisville win doesn't look so good. Uh, they have played Florida state coming up. They should win that one. I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm torn between them and TCU right now, actually, but I'm going to say Clemson is the best one loss team for now. I agree. Um, and, and I say yes on the NC State win. Um, Kim last week was giving – we had basketball Kevin here, different than yep. football Kevin here tonight. And Kim was giving basketball Kevin a hard time about his weird um, Louisville football uh, adoration. Yeah. I want to um, ask him about that. <laughs> I, I've wondered the same thing, and I did listen last week. It was interesting. I have never bought Everyone into... needs to get, like, vetted. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it goes with me. I, know. I just thought it was because Tara went there. No, it's, no I don't think that has anything to but do it was, with it. You said it was before that even. I, I, Do they have a family history at, at no, Louisville? No, I, I don't know. He just last year decided he loved Louisville. Oh, and, um, last year? Yeah. And I, I th- I, yeah, I think basically. Um, I never bought into them. Not last no. year, not this year. I debated it with him all year last year, and then they fell apart. So when Clemson this year went and won at Louisville, mm-hmm. I, I was happy for Clemson, but I, I don't uh, – I'm a closet Clemson, Clemson fan. But um, – I didn't think it was a big win. You know how annoyed I was with Virginia Tech on Saturday night. Yeah, I was, I was so fucking mad at them. You, they, they are never to be counted on. No. Um, so at Clemson, or I mean at Louisville, at Virginia Tech, th- those are those are good wins. I just think they're not as maybe great as made out to be at the time. Right. Auburn, I could be talked into. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's Auburn or or um, NC State, but NC State on the road. I just yeah. I say to answer your question. I'm going to give you yes, yes, best one-loss team, and that was, I thought, their best uh, effort. So that was the long version of yes, yes. Correct. Okay. Well, next question. Are we on a collision course to a Clemson-Miami ACC championship game? And how good is this for the ACC if Miami is back to being a consistent top-10 team? Or is it too early to make that declaration little bit more to this question do we need to see how miami fares against notre dame this weekend before we start saying miami is back um so the first part of the question so Mm -hmm. do we think we're going to see a collision course yes i mean so you look clemson as i mentioned they play florida state um the citadel was always tough and then they play south carolina and win or lose that game doesn't matter for the acc citadel's well coached they are yeah. There, so, um, so that the, I mean, I think Clemson's definitely in AC, uh, Miami, uh, Notre Dame doesn't count. That doesn't count. And then UVA and Pitt, so they should be fine. So yes, we're on a collision course. Um, how good is it for them for the ACC? Uh, it's fantastic for the ACC. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no downside to them being a consistent top ten team. Is it too early to make the declaration? 
I would, yeah, because we need to see what happens next year. I mean, consistency isn't built in one season. So I trust, I like Mark Richt. I know they have a great recruiting class coming in. Yep. Um, you know, there's no reason to think they can't continue right. to be that. So, but we'll see next year. How do I think they'll fare against Notre Dame before I say they're back? Well, I kind of think they are back anyway. So I'm not sure one game should make or break that. Mm-hmm. But this is a, it's a great test for them. It's at home. Um, it was interesting to see the environment that we used to see at the old Orange Bowl finally back Saturday night against Virginia Tech. Um, I, I don't want to put it all in one game. I'm looking forward to it, but I think they're kind of back anyway, win or lose. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll stick with that. Um, to answer the first part, the collision course, yes, because I looked into this. Uh, we were just talking about how Wisconsin would have to lose out and Iowa win out. Right. In the Big Ten West, same thing in the Coastal. Miami right. would have to lose out, and it'd be Virginia that would have to win out. Right. And, and that's not happening. No. So, um, so yes, to, Kim, to your question. Um, I, I will say that um, if Miami's back by Miami standards, they need to give Notre Dame a beatdown uh, this weekend, and they have to get ridiculous with their taunting and maybe even have Jimmy Johnson run them out of the tunnel. So when you then, say then Miami's back— I guess define that more clearly because I want that, if you're I talking want, about the old you or yeah, you're just talking want, about they back in the college. No, I want both. Okay. I want both <laughs> yeah. and they go hand in hand and it's <laughs> okay. not going to happen because Mark Richt would never allow that at his program, which I actually really respect oh, and yeah. admire. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but just for nostalgia's sake, sure. uh, it, I, I just wanted to add that it's, it's perfect with it being yeah. Notre Dame this okay. weekend and can, can, th- th- We'll talk about that when you picks, but what a huge game. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. All right. So um, we've talked a little about each conference now, and um, let's get to the really good stuff, which is the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the committee will come out with their rankings tomorrow night. Um, also, a reminder, election night. Mm-hmm. So I want each of you to give me your predictions one through six on how these rankings may look like tomorrow night. Ooh, fun. Yep. All right, Kevin, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I went Georgia 1, Alabama 2, Notre Dame 3, Clemson 4, Oklahoma 5. And this was a tough one, but I went Miami 6. Okay. Uh, mostly the same. Georgia, Alabama, and then flip-flop with Kevin on Clemson, Notre Dame. I go Clemson 3, Notre Dame 4. Um, you said Oklahoma 5, right? Yep. Same. And then... Even though I hate Virginia Tech because they suck in big games, but Miami winning that game puts and and undefeated, and just that I think that gets the nod over TCU. Who would you put TCU seventh then? I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and for number six, I actually wrote Miami slash TCU because I wanted to it, let that, that linger yeah. in my brain for a little while. And so seven did you go all the TCU. way to eight? Uh, well, I would have had Wisconsin, and then Washington nine. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Let's see how we do. Experts I, think alike. I'm waiting for the. I, I'm waiting for the. Uh, my favorite part of the playoffs is, it gives me and Claire something to really look forward to on Tuesday nights, and also, um, the our DVR is set, and also, uh, when they flip one of them, even though both won, like I'm waiting for that to happen. Like at what it, you know, which ranking release will come out where, they flip. A couple teams, mm-hmm. even though both won the weekend before, right? And that's just always fun and interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, out of those um, top six, which four are playing on New Year's Day? So I stuck with my top four. 
So I went Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson. Oklahoma, I, I teased around with them again a little bit. But when I look at it now, instead of just looking at this week, I looked at the whole the rest of the season. I just feel like Clemson has a little bit potentially of an easier path to the Final Four. Obviously, we just talked about Miami being a very good team. Um, the thing that concerns me with Oklahoma is let's say they do beat TCU and they you know end up in the, the championship game, which you would expect they would. Then, potentially, who will they face? TC, well, TCU. TCU. Right. So I don't like their odds of having to win twice, twice. against yeah. that team. Yeah, it's tough. So that's the reason I did not put them in my final four, and I did put Clemson in there. So that's mine. Okay. Your final four, top four, I should say. It's a little crazy. Um, all right, Alabama one. Well, the first half's not crazy. Alabama one, Clemson two. And then I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, buy in on the TCU win twice thing. TCU three. Wow. And you guys are going to think I'm an idiot. Washington four. I don't think you're an idiot. I just think if Notre Dame loses. Drinking. If, <laughs> <laughs> did too much drinking this weekend. Thank you, Shane Koskowski, who uh, in from L.A. and wanted to come on tonight. And he said, and, and he goes, what time is it? And I told him when we were going to record, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to be at the Syracuse. The, you went up to the basketball, the basketball game. game. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, but I'm listening. And uh, and then he said uh, that he wants to come on with you yeah, specifically. Yeah, I would love it. Yeah. He said he'll be home around Christmas time. He wants to come on cool. specifically. So, um, all right. Washington. My case for Washington is, let's say Notre Dame loses again, totally possible. Um, so they're two loss. Let's say Georgia trips up twice. Completely possible. Two loss. Um, Washington win, has to win out, obviously. And then uh, and then Ohio State knocks off Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's at 13-1, but they didn't win the – or 12-1, but they didn't win the conference. And then you'd have Washington sitting there, power five, conference champ, 12-1, almost like a by default. And then we get an Alabama-Washington rematch in the – it'd be the Sugar Bowl, right? Yep. There you go, Kim. Wow. Okay. Well – since we have Kevin in the studio tonight, we have to take a look back at your futures conversation back in August. So, Kevin, you were on the show, and you guys used the over-under numbers to preview the season. And, by the way, we got really nice numbers and feedback on that show, so good job. Um, but now let's see how well you guys actually did with your picks. So, Sam, I think you misfired on some of these. I did, and I'm glad you complimented Kevin on that show. You're, you're the you're the most requested guest in the history of the show. So I'm glad should, my parents are. So you should. It's like TRL, yeah, so, most I mean, requested. Yes, he, he, like so. Okay, um, I am sadly going to. I'll get this out of the way right now. I am sadly going to have to concede the bet to Kevin. Um, Kevin's won. This is really good. So we did 24 futures. We did mm-hmm. 24 teams. Kevin's won eight of the 24 already. With three weeks to go in the season, that is really, really good that a third of them you've hit and there's three weeks to go. Um, Kevin has eight. I only have four. Um, and there's only a couple that I could pick up on you, Kevin. I could get uh, – I looked at this earlier. I could get – which one? Where could I make ground on you? Um, it doesn't even matter. The, the best I could do is pick up two on you because otherwise we have the same mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of places. Right. Um, so I think – this being the case, and we'll get back to the futures in a second, but I want to say I think now Kevin extends his uh, winning, unbeaten, you know, winning streak on me in bets to I think it's it's three or four three. now. Three, because we had a couple of Syracuse bets 
and Giants Bills. And the Giants Bills. Or one Syracuse basketball bet with Wisconsin. The first year they played in the Big but Ten the, ACC Challenge, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. And but then, so the first bet was the Bills Giants. Two 2015. Yeah. Yep. And so, again, luckily one of my teams, even though they lost, they won for me. And I won a, a nice uh, gift card. And then Syracuse just didn't show up in Madison last year. And <laughs> so, again, Correct. I won. And then this. So, yeah. we So, Kevin and I, when our favorite teams play each other, we bet on the other one's favorite team. Mm-hmm. So, you you either win and mm-hmm. you're just you, – you're, Mostly what you want is your favorite team to win. Right. And then we go out like, right. to Blarney Stone or something, and the tab is on the, the loser. The right. loser, yeah. but it's the winner. Anyway, it's a great system. Yeah. But this one, this one I actually <laughs> wanted to win, yeah. and Kevin has easily won it. Let's. So, Sam, you might want to rethink, you know, when you're betting against, like. It's the emotional hedge. Cat. Well, not in this case, because it was actually just head this, to head. This but, one, we, yeah. were, we were going at it. Um, let's. Uh, Let's look at. I I brought this up. Um, let's just. I know Kim's gonna get annoyed if we go through each and every one of them, so we won't do that. But um, <laughs> but a few. Because you can yeah. just go on thefootballpod.com dot com and listen yep. to I'm that features right podcast. The yep. um the ooh the Clemson one is one I'm actually gonna pick up on you because you went under and I went over nine five. Right. Yep. Um, Louisville, we're both gonna easily go under. You know my. You know what's interesting about the Miami one? So you went over nine. That was a really I good did. call. And I went under mm-hmm. and. You could have gotten screwed by the canceled Central Arkansas or not yeah. Central Arkansas State Arkansas game. State, yeah. And but you're not going to because Miami's having such a good year. Um, th- remember when? Uh, so when Miami just had to cancel that yeah. game, and um, this has nothing to do with our futures, but as long as I brought it up, I really hope that Arkansas State maybe they can make that happen again. Arkansas State's a really good Sun Belt team, right? And that was going to be the biggest game in the history of their program. And you having played mm-hmm. college football, if you had someone from a division up like that, like the Miami Hurricanes coming to play in your stadium, right? Like that sucks for them that Arkansas State couldn't get that game. I hope that in, in Miami, I give a lot of credit to because before the hurricane, they had scheduled that, and I think it was like two years ago they played at Appalachian State. That's the game I was just thinking about. What a big deal that was for App State to have them in there. And the same with Arkansas State. So hopefully, I'm and I trust Miami will do the right thing. Maybe they'll reschedule it because Arkansas is afraid to play Arkansas State in state. Well, Arkansas should be scared to play Arkansas State. (laughs) They should. They should be scared to play anybody. Um, All right. The other ACC one that's close to home for us is you talked me into going over on Syracuse four and a half. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, I well, (laughs) I feel good because we still have three games left that we could win. I mean, again. We could win all three, and we could lose all three. Yep. And I could see a scenario. The part that scares me the most is Dungy's health. So I'm still going to stick. Clearly, I've already done it. I'm going to stay that we're going to go over, and I'm going to stick with it today. I still think we get one more win. I just don't know where that win's going to come from, but it's going to come. And then we have to hope that since five is the new six in some areas, we have to hope that... Uh, They're in the top of the APR academically. Which they will. They should be, yeah. Which they will be, yeah. or should be. Um, the... Otherwise, uh, you were really smart on Texas. You easily went under on that. You've won that one already. I bought in too much. Um, the thoughts on Texas, uh, to me, we don't know with Tom and Her- Herman yet. So, okay, so they play really good defense, right, for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, so to me, that says, okay, good coach comes in, lots of athletes on the roster, and I think defense i'm really interested for your opinion i think defense good coach comes in and you have athletes on defense on that side of the ball that it's easier to immediately 
play well on defense if you have the athletes. I think offense takes longer to – we saw it with McIlwain at Florida. They, they were fine defensively for right. two years, but he just never got the offense going. So with Texas now, I think next year is really big. Okay, you came in and you, you showed you can coach defense. Right. Now what? Yeah, well, you look at probably most programs and even high school up to college, and um, it, it usually is the defense that comes around first. And that's typical for most kind of run-of-the-mill teams, if you will. Um, offense, there's so many intricacies, and certainly if you don't have the right personnel. And, it, you know, it's tough. Tom Herman coming in, the types of players that he needs on offense probably aren't in in yeah. his uh, backyard right now. So he's going to need a couple of years to recruit and build that up to where he needs to be. Defense, yes, definitely comes around quicker. It's it's a little scheme. From a scheme standpoint, it's easier. Um, and they do have athletes. So that's not surprising to me. I think that's very typical of a lot of teams, although last year Syracuse was the reverse. They they scored a decent amount of points sure. and couldn't play defense, but they don't have the talent. They didn't have the talent that Texas has yeah. at, you know, at that point. So that's kind of an anomaly. But We don't – That yeah, that's all good. Um, we don't need to go too much through all of these. I will say I think we made the right bet at – at Alabama being 11 and a half yeah. to just go under and say, well, yeah. I'll, take the fe- I'll take the field rather yeah. than 12 and 0. Um, oof, I don't know, Kevin. It's yeah. Well, I have them losing down to that iron ball. I have them losing Auburn. So it'll be a win for both of us. Uh-huh. So if now um, I would never condone gambling, this is mm-hmm. all for entertainment purposes only. But if you had actually put down, like say you were in Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas where it's legal mm-hmm. If you had put down money on the Alabama under at 11 and a half, then you go right back into Mandalay Bay the morning of the Iron Bowl and you put in a big Alabama bet, right? Right. So then you're yeah. then you're good. Yep. Okay. All right. So we'll keep following your picks on thefootballpod.com. And next year, you guys need to do that again because that was fun. Yeah. What's also fun is picking games against the spread. So let's finish up with some early picks. Our official picks will go up on the website on Tuesday night, but let's take a look at the early lines, and you guys can tell me how you're leaning. Are you ready? Ready. I'm always ready. Okay. So we have a Friday night edition of Pac-12 After Dark. I feel so dirty. You should play like some music to that or something, you know. You, get, you excited for Pac-12 some After Dark? Pac-12 some After Kenny Dark. G, play some Kenny G in the background. Yeah. Um, is that Kenny G? I Wash- don't know. Not sure what that is. Sound like uh, yeah, sounds like a wounded animal. Is that a <laughs> I don't know if I want to know more about yeah. I was yeah. intrigued by Kim's par- you know, After Dark yeah. activities, but now I'm not so sure. Um, so Washington goes to Stanford, and Washington is favored by seven. What do you think? Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Washington. Um, you know Stanford's been tough, but is Love back to being healthy? I do not believe so. Not entirely. Yeah. So I'm gonna stick with Washington, taking a uh, seven there. <sighs> um, this is really tough. Uh, I don't know if it's public or professionals, but money is on Stanford so far because okay. it's it's a, it, it hasn't leapt it or hasn't gone down to six and a half, but it's definitely it's even money on Washington at minus seven. Um. So that is really tough. I I'm gonna actually go Stanford. 
they're kind of like Washington State. They're better at home. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to go Sanford on this game. Cool. So Ohio State is favored by 15 points over Michigan State. The game's obviously in Columbus. Wisconsin. Oops. Ohio State favored by 15 points over Michigan State. Yep. Game's in Columbus. I'm going to go Michigan State. Just continuing to play good teams tough. Ohio State is so up and down. I just feel like D'Antonio will have something to slow Ohio State down a little bit. I, I'm going to go with them. That's a big number, too. It's a huge number. I agree completely. Um, What are you going, Ohio State? No, Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State. Getting, State. getting 15 is – and you remember two years ago when they beat Michigan at Michigan and beat Ohio State mm-hmm. um, and kind of ruined that stacked Ohio State season. Um I don't know if they win outright, but it just seems like this year, you're right. The coaching, the way the players have um, – oh, that's when we botched on the over Well, We I, both went and under. And I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about it, but that was a big botch. Yeah, we, we – but, we, yeah. but whatever. Um, yeah. No, they're, they're playing really well. I agree with Kevin. You, 15 is too many. Well, especially with, um, you know, their performance this past weekend, you know, so taking that into consideration, I'm going with Michigan State. Okay, good. Um, the next game is Wisconsin, favored by 12.5 points over Iowa. This game's in Madison. There's no love for the Hawkeyes, even after they beat up Ohio State. I agree. I don't get – there's no love for the Hawkeyes on a 12.5-point spread. Um, I That shocked me. I, I, I expected, like, 8. Um, 12.5 mm-hmm. is a lot. A couple things about Wisconsin. Uh, their best receiver – not playing this week um really good player um he's he, he's not playing and then wisconsin strength absolutely of their team well, I, mean, I mean on offense it's the line but on defense it's the linebackers and right. it's been that way for several years sure. tj watt some of these guys that have come through there so this year um wisconsin had three really really good playmaker linebackers um first one probably the best guy on the team defensive captain his name is jack Sitchie. he out for the season back in training camp in August. So they lost him. It's okay, though, because they have these other two, TJ Edwards and Chris Orr, both beasts. I mean, these three, if healthy, could start for any SEC team. I mean, they're really, really good. And now Chris Orr is not playing this week. So best receiver on offense, you know, one of the two best players maybe on the defense, certainly linebackers not playing. That really scares me. And uh, Wisconsin's quarterback – Throws an intercept, a bad interception every week. Right. Um, they have, they don't even beat up on bad teams that much. Uh, Twelve and a half is, I'm biased, but because I do the emotional hedging, as you guys know, twelve and a half is way too much. I'm taking Iowa. Well, I mean, you obviously know way more about Wisconsin, but the reason you said that was kind of thrown in at the end is the reason I was also going to go with Iowa here. That's a huge number. And Wisconsin hasn't put anybody away all year. They seem to play these med- middling teams, you know, within 10 to, to 14 points. And I don't think Iowa's, you know, I think they've shown they can play with anybody at this point. So I'm going to go with Iowa. So I think in my mind after last week's podcast, I I was thinking that I shouldn't pick Wisconsin because they've just been unreliable for me. They alternate. Right. They're covering every week. Right. Literally this no, year, I, I think know. they alternate every week. 
Um, but I guess I did pick Wisconsin. And you have certain teams you really like. They were able to cover. You're right, 12 and a half points is a pretty big spread, especially with Iowa just kind of coming off of that big win. But I like to I like to gamble. I like to roll the dice a little bit. Okay. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with Wisconsin. I love it. Good for I you. love it too. Okay. I like that your Green Bay Packers love is kind of it's kind of uh, yeah, crossed it's, over into a little bit of Wisconsin. It's, it's you know it was kind of like a little secret that the reason why I'm choosing Wisconsin is because maybe I am a little biased you know okay. in that area of You're a the true region. She's getting there. Yeah. Um. So guys, Georgia is two and a half um a two and a half point favorite at Auburn this week. So who wins the Deep South's oldest rivalry? Uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I think Georgia will win the game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal, um, which is right around that line. So I'm going to take Georgia. Okay. Kim, we should add that the college football picks we usually publish Tuesday night, and I'll get you guys to give me your official picks tomorrow. This is just how we're leaning right now. So if I pick something and then write something differently on the website, which I probably will once I read about it. Mm-hmm. It's I'm like gonna... leaning towards like, yes, I will go out on that date with that guy. But then when you add them as a Facebook friend and you realize like they have no friends and like, you know, like what they're in, what they're interested in. You're like, ah, oh, change my mind. You Wait, know, so when you're doing so when so the guy is going to ask you out on a date and then you become Facebook friends. And then that's one of the things you look at is like how I mean, definitely like how many really do some stalking. Yeah. Is he like a picture of him with like the stupid flat brim and he's like gangster signs? Right. Like look Total at pictures, bag. look at yeah. friends, like, you know, yeah. get a little bit more evidence or info before you really make your final decision. Okay, Well, that's, that's, so that's the, very that's similar state, to how we're doing. That's this. the state I'm in, I guess. Yeah. And I'm going to go Auburn. Okay. For now, getting getting points. At, you said Georgia's two and a half. Yeah, so Auburn yep. getting points at home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Auburn. Okay, now they're at Auburn. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Georgia. Okay. Now, next game is TCU. They are getting seven and a Wait, half. Wait, can I say one quick Auburn thing? Sorry. Is it quick? You're, yeah, it's really quick. So, okay. Um, so Laura Rutledge, who's yep. really lover. attractive. Lover. Um, lover. Uh, she was on Fine Bomb today, and she summed up on Fine Bomb. Yep, and she sum she summed it up perfectly. She said, "So Gus Malzahn could be I'm paraphrasing here could be leading the first two loss conference champion ever to the playoff. You know, if they win out, right? Or he could be fired. Life in the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, That's a great point. I thought that was really great. Like the the highs and lows there for." For Gus Malzahn, interesting. All right, sorry. Get back to TCU. Okay, so TCU, they're getting seven and a half points. Sam, you love the extra half in their game at Oklahoma. I I do. I'm such a sucker for that extra half, and so I obviously I'm taking TCU. Yeah, all same reasons. TCU. TCU. It is. So speaking of the extra half point, Alabama is favored by fourteen and a half over Mississippi State. Sam, the game is in your childhood home state. Alabama would have to cover 14 and a half in Starkville. And I'm not talking about Game of Thrones, Starkville. Good reference. Excellent. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to not be too biased here. Um, just go with your first impression. So first I'm gonna, impression. So I'm going to so go Mississippi State again. I like the half. And I just, 
Hmm. Yeah, Mississippi State. Yeah, this is tough. Mississippi State didn't even cover their own spread last week at home against UMass. Mm. Was that, a two no, that, was the, that was the trap game yeah. looking ahead. Just awful job getting them ready for that game. Right. But Which with, surprised me with Dan Mullen. It really surprised me because uh, I do like Dan Mullen. Um, I don't dislike him now, but I still like him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to agree. Uh, I think Mississippi State's going to cover that 14 and a half. This could be one of those games for Alabama, but, but I don't think it's going to be. I think they'll win, but not cover the spread. Mississippi State um, – like we've talked about tonight with several teams, um, just so much better at home. Yeah. That you, you you beat LSU by 30, then you get beat down at Georgia. Right. Um, and, and Auburn. But at home, um, pretty competitive. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I probably, probably shouldn't have a good feeling about it, but I do. Um, I'm picking Alabama for the pure fact that I need to get up. Yep. A game yep. over you boys um, on the footballpod.com with college football picks. So I'm picking okay. Alabama for that. I love that you're starting to, you know, like not starting to, but I do the same thing. I look and see, okay, where am I? Where do I need to gain ground? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so that's good. I like that you're thinking that way. So um, Notre Dame is favored by three over Miami, even though the game's in Miami. What are your thoughts? Ah, I just leaned this back so in my hard. chair in a very uncomfortable pose because I'm, uh, this game just. It's so great. Do I trust Miami, who just went out and proved us all wrong last week? This is obviously at night, right? Yeah, so it's the, the game of the week yeah, or whatever. It's okay. the game. The ABC game. one, the Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah. Okay. Um, but man, you know, you asked the question earlier: Is Miami back? And I think they're on their way back. And this is the game that would definitely propel them. So I'm going to take Miami, mm-hmm. and I'm going to trust Mark Richt, who we just talked about from Georgia. But I'm going to trust him in this game. Totally agree with you, Kevin. Sam, you going to go against us? No, I'm going to take Miami. Getting You said Notre Dame's favored by three. three. Even though it's yes, in, Mi- no, it's in I'm gonna, Miami. I'm going to take Miami getting the points at yep. home. Oh, I'm, it's really good. I'm really excited for that game. Yeah. That is yeah. an be awesome a good one. game. Who would have um, thought in the beginning of the season that would be a good game? The, the, we thought both teams would be like an average. I mean, we were talking about the playoff every week. This is a playoff game. Oh, big time. I mean, yeah. this is it. Like, yeah. You've I, got two teams that one is in right now, you know, for this yeah. week, and then one is on right on the edge. This is, yeah, Let's this see. is this is good. So we'll. Uh, one's gosh, in, one's on the edge. Big separation about, there. And think about it, if there was eight teams, would this, I mean, there'd still be a big game, but it, they'd only be playing potentially for positioning. In that top eight, and right. if they play this, the home is games, to be in or out. Yeah, that's why I think it's even better. It, it's definitely it's a it's a hundred percent for Notre Dame a playoff. Right. Um, with no conference, conference championship, championship, they right. have to impress. Yeah. Against Stanford, Miami. Um. I guess Miami. You could say, you know, I don't think the committee is going to hold anything against Miami having not played that Arkansas State game. But you know, they they really need to. Well, they just need to win they, out. They need Obviously, to have a good show. They need to put yeah. on a good performance. A, a win here is a good performance. Oh, I mean, if absolutely. they win the game, yeah. then that's all I care about. If, if they win, that is yeah. good. But, it, yeah, it really is kind of a playoff for both. It is. Um, so, so Kim, those, those, were, those are some good games you picked out for us, too. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, we've gone um, conference by conference. We've talked about the playoff rankings. And we've made early predictions for what we expect to see this week. So I think that's a pretty awesome show tonight. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on again. And, I just have one um, more story to tell. Well, I'm, can you make it quick because I'm it's just, Monday Night Football, and even though I'm not too high on Green Bay, 
I'm just, you know, I need to get home. I don't have, I don't have any stories. I'm just kidding. I just just wanted to see the look on your face. Okay. So, um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Kim, you are, your, your show hosting a bit. I think this is, I think, and we've gotten some feedback on this. Um, when you run the show, it's a lot better than when I do. I just get to answer questions. That's so much better. So good job. Thank um, you. When females run the show, you know, it just often good. has that same Organized. feedback. Stuff gets done. You know. It goes quicker. Yeah, yeah, shit gets done. Um, okay, so we obviously hope everyone enjoyed our college football special tonight. This is so weird for us not to talk about NFL, but um, it was awesome. We had Kevin in town. He's a busy guy and our smartest football guy here at thefootballpod.com. So, Kevin, thank you so much for helping us yeah, out. Thanks for coming um, Thank in. you, guys. Yeah, pleasure and to be here. Since we didn't get to NFL tonight, here's what we'll do. Um, you guys don't have to worry about this, but I will, will – obviously, all of us pick the NFL games on the website this week. College picks will be up Tuesday night. NFL picks Wednesday night. And then what I'm going to do for people listening um, – I'll come back in the studio later this week, probably Thursday, and I'm going to do like a quick half hour-ish, just give you NFL picks. Everything will post on the website, but if you want more, um, I'll have it in the uh, in like a second mini pod this week. Do the NFL lines, talk about maybe even how the lines have adjusted throughout the week because we pick early and publish early, and sometimes right. they change. So that'll be fun. I'll be doing that solo, so no um, tangents, just uh, lines and, and fun uh, NFL stuff. And let's face it. My NFL picks this year are really good. So follow my NFL picks, fade my college picks, and you will be rich. Um, so that's it for tonight. Um, again, keep an eye on all the stuff on the website. Keep an eye out for the bonus pod. Uh, thank God it's football season. It's getting really good. And uh, Kim and Kevin say goodbye. 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 Don't forget to vote. <laughs> Public service announcement. All right. <laughs> see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>